How much should I pay myself as an entrepreneur owner? I hear a recession is coming. What should our business do? How do I know when it's time to grow my business? Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Questions Entrepreneurs Ask on Dylan's podcast. I'm Dylan. This is my podcast. This episode is where I answer questions from entrepreneurs or business owners that I am either working with, talking to, or watching on Quora as they post their questions. And I grab the ones that I think are interesting that have to do with things that I might be working on right now that I might be able to add some value or some commentary on. And most of the answers I give are off the cuff. That means that you're getting the freshest answer as quickly as it comes to me, and that's usually the most honest answer. Um, And I also do this podcast to work out some of my own thinking on some of the topics that come up in these questions. So thanks for tuning in. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, We're doing something neat next month where I'm going to start doing a monthly newsletter to the uh, individuals and the business owners that I am working with. And uh, over the course of the last couple months, I've been running some Google ads and have been getting uh, quite a few interested businesses that I've been able to do some work with. And that's been a lot of fun. And so I'm now doing an entrepreneur-only newsletter. So if you're interested in getting on that newsletter where I'll be giving um, just some updates over the course of the month, some things that I'm learning, um, Um, you know, and trying maybe to address some of the things going on in the marketplace that you might find helpful, some sort of personal commentary, because I am getting folks kind of asking me my opinion about a few different things, and I haven't really found the right forum to provide uh, what I'm thinking about and, and what I think about some of the things that are going on. So I've decided to do it in a newsletter format. So the point is, if you'd like to be on that newsletter, send me an email. If you've got my email address, then you'll know uh, how to get a hold of me. I'm a pretty easy guy to find on all of the socials that are out there. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to get in touch. Um, then you know it's me. And uh, look forward uh, to putting that out next month. So that'll be a lot of fun. And as well, big shout out to everyone that listens uh, to this podcast. It's been great, uh, continues to be great to engage with individuals, different individuals each week that are listening to the podcast. And usually there's something in it that uh, speaks to them or that they found interesting and they usually follow up and ask me some questions. And that's been a lot of fun. And I'm surprised to see that over the summer, the podcast continues to grow. Uh, The number of downloads is going up and I'm not really sure what to attribute that to. Um, except that maybe some of you that are listening are doing your part to share and subscribe and to make sure that this content has a chance to get out in front of other entrepreneurs. So, okay, enough with the housekeeping stuff. You didn't tune in to hear the housekeeping. Hopefully you tuned in and downloaded this episode so that you could hear the answers to these questions. So let's start off with the first one. How much should I pay myself as an entrepreneur or an owner? This is a really... This becomes a pretty tricky topic for me when dealing with business owners because I don't know what it is, and I don't know if I've been guilty of it too, but business owners, I think, or entrepreneurs uh, tend to uh, not have a great way to value what it is that they do. And so the I think the right answer to this question is, uh, aside from being the owner, 
or being the head of your organization or your company, uh, what you should do is you should put together um, a list of the job tasks that you're responsible for. And then, you know, go to the job sites, go to some of the career websites and figure out if you had to hire a person to do the job tasks that fall onto uh, your plate every week, what would you have to pay someone else? And then that's the salary or the management fee that you should be paying yourself as the owner. And the logic there is that you want to be able to run a profitable business. But on the one end, if the only reason you're profitable is because you're not charging for your time and you're not paying yourself, then it begs the question, is your business really profitable? On the other hand, if you are taking more money out of the business than what you would pay someone else to do the equivalent job, then you are robbing your business of profitability. And then there's probably some tax consequences, and some other things that you're not necessarily benefiting from. And so I always like to say to a smaller, medium-sized business owner, pay yourself a competitive wage based on what you would pay someone else to do most of the work that you do. And if you happen to do a few different roles, then you know, you'd have to use some common sense and sort of say, well, here's some of the work I do over in this bucket. Here's some of the work that I do in this bucket. And I'd probably pay one person this much and another person this much. So together, maybe the role is worth this much money. But make sure that you're being uh, uh, compensated fairly. And once you've figured out what your compensation should be uh, based on uh, the market and some of the work that hopefully you do to figure that out, then the next thing that you should do is you should say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to pay myself out of the profits of my business. And I might do that quarterly, give myself a quarterly bonus or a quarterly dividend. I might do that once a year, if my business doesn't really need the uh, reinvestment of capital, meaning when our business is profitable, we don't need to buy machinery and inventory and anything else, uh, then maybe you say to yourself, I'll take out my wage and then separately I will take out a bonus or a dividend. And I'm not an accountant, but your accountant would certainly have some opinions on how to handle the cash that you take out of your business to make sure that you're not paying too much tax and to make sure that you're being able to use those funds wisely. I do think that entrepreneurs uh, and business owners, in addition to putting a list together of the job tasks that they're doing, that they should actually hold themselves accountable to be able to do those tasks. Um, I had the opportunity to work with an entrepreneur that was paying themselves about $40,000 a month. And for that $40,000 a month, sometimes it was more, sometimes it was 60, but they contributed nothing back to the business. And by nothing, I, I pretty much mean nothing. Um, their opinion was that because they had worked so hard over the preceding years to get their business to a certain point that they were entitled to take out that kind of cash. And uh, I probably don't need to tell you, but in that particular business, um, they did end up running into cash flow challenges. And some of it had to do with the amount of compensation that was being paid to uh, the owners. Um, but more than that, uh, they were running into trouble because that money could have been used to pay for a person or people that would have actually been contributing work to the business in exchange for that money. And so they probably would have been more profitable had they done that uh, instead of just taking the money out and not giving the business the opportunity to be profitable from that, that money that was leaving. That was, as you've heard me say before, money is just a resource like anything else in your business and you want to treat it as such and you don't want to waste it. And so cash needs to be used wisely. So if you're an entrepreneur or if you're an owner and you haven't really come up with a really good way to pay yourself or you're not sure if you're paying yourself properly, the best way to figure that out is to do a competitive analysis in the market, figure out what 
other people would charge or what you'd have to pay someone else to do the work that you're doing and then pay yourself accordingly. And if that's not enough money for you or you feel like you're entitled to more, then find a different way to structure it in the form of a bonus or a dividend so that your profitability remains intact. Second question. I hear a recession is coming. What should our business do? Well, once you're done panicking, then the next thing that you need to do is you need to say, okay, if there, and I'll just use the numbers, if there are um, 15 businesses in the marketplace that do what we do, it's fair to say that after the recession hits, or if the recession is coming, not all 15 are going to be able to make it. Someone or someones are going to have to close up shop. And we don't want to be one of them. So then you've got to say to yourself, what's it going to take to survive? Do we need to cut our costs? Do we need to change our pricing? Do we need to consider how we are adding more value to the customer experience that our business is delivering so that we can get a better price for the product or the service that we offer? But I've always thought, and again, this comes from from, uh, personal experience because no one ever told this to me, but when the market is good and you're making money, you might fool yourself into thinking that you're really good at what you do and that your business is invincible. The truth is, you don't know you have a real business until you can survive and thrive. How do you like that? Survive and thrive in a recession. Because if you can make money when the market is terrible and going through a lot of challenges and struggles, it means that you would have uh, appropriately figured out how to deliver a valuable experience to customers that require the product or service that your business delivers, and they see value in it, and the value that they see in it, they're prepared to pay for it. And if you can figure that out when times are tough, as the market goes up, you just simply collect on all the work that you did when the market was down. Um, There's a saying, how does that saying go? Money is made in a down market and collected in an up market. And many entrepreneurs, and myself included, so I'm, I'm a as guilty as anyone else of doing this. But when the market bottoms out, you go, oh man, it was the market that bottomed out and I wasn't able to make it. In fact, in my personal case, I actually had to had to shut down uh, a business for the most part, lay dozens of people off and uh, not be able to fulfill my obligations when they became due. And so I had to work really hard to get rid of those, but I had the, just the wrong idea to begin with. I thought that because I was doing well when the market was strong, that uh, should the market ever turn, I'll just keep doing really, really well. And the truth is, of the 15 businesses that were in the marketplace, mine was not one that was able to survive and thrive in a downturn. And now I get to share those lessons with you, the listener. So if your business um, is in a marketplace that you feel is getting soft or that is in the midst of a recession, or you can see a recession coming, certainly the headlines speak to that over the last couple of weeks, then you're going to want to start figuring out right now, let's just assume the worst. Now, How do we make money? And if you can figure that out and you can survive the downturn, then when the market turns around, you're going to do nothing but collect money. And I'll take a little bit of surprise out for you. I don't think that when markets bottom out, they ever return the same way that they did before the market went south. And so prepare yourself because typically when there's a recession or there's a downturn, the changes are permanent and they're systemic. And then there's just different things that happen in the market afterwards. So 
I hear a recession is coming. What should our business do? Your business should figure out what is it actually going to take to survive the recession? Is it going to be price? Is it going to be supply and demand? Is it going to be how your business delivers on its experience? Is it going to be cost-driven? What are the things that make your business vulnerable? And use the example of a dozen or so other businesses in your marketplace that are all going to be struggling for one customer. How does your business get that customer? How do the other businesses not get that customer? And if you feel like you're on the opposite end of that equation, where maybe your business isn't the business that's going to get the customer, then you have to say to yourself, are we capable of getting that customer? Or do we have to maybe revisit what we do and how we do it so that we are guaranteed to get that customer? And that might involve creating new services, new products, or just repositioning the products and the services that your business offers right now. All right, the last question in this episode of Questions Entrepreneurs Ask is, how do I know when it's time to grow my business? Yes, every entrepreneur thinks they want to grow until they grow and crash and say, what the heck were we doing? The right answer, I think, to this question is figuring out why you want to grow in the first place. And a lot of times there's growth for growth's sake where there's not really a lot of thought put into um, why business is growing. And people just assume, well, that's what businesses do. You start them and you grow them. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that there are businesses that... Uh, take on more of an artisan type flair where the entrepreneur is very critical in producing the end product or service that is sold to customers or clients. And those businesses are naturally limited in terms of how much they can grow by the artisan entrepreneur that's running them. Uh, conversely, I think there are other businesses that are run by opportunistic entrepreneurs where their personality, their profile, and their brand does not have as much of an impact on the product or service being sold to customers or clients, and that business can grow and can scale, and that entrepreneur actually wants to do that. They're opportunistic, and if you're wondering, what are you doing talking about artisans and entrepreneurs and optimism and opportunistic entrepreneurs, uh, go back a couple of episodes because I do um, spend some time talking about what I believe are the two different types of basic entrepreneurs that are out there. And when you're trying to figure out how do you know if it's time to grow your business, you sort of have to be honest with yourself and say, well, which entrepreneur am I? Am I an entrepreneur that wants to completely control the entire process? Or am I the kind of entrepreneur that is going to hire people to do the work and let them grow and and uh, and fill the capacity uh, that we have? And so you firstly have to ask yourself, why do we want to grow? You then have to say, if I can answer that question and I come up with a really witty answer as to why I want to grow, then you say to yourself, am I the right person to grow this business? And if you're an entrepreneur that doesn't have the chops to do it, then you've got to figure out how are we going to find the people that have the chops to do it? How do we find the people that we can bring to our team that are going to help us grow? And am I prepared to move out of the way? And so... Um, if you feel like you're not losing business, if you feel like you're very profitable, if you feel like there is a non-financial reason to grow, meaning it's not just about making more money because that may not carry the day as you begin to grow and as you realize how tough it is. You have to have a bigger ideal that you're working towards. And so company mission statements, uh, company vision is typically something that helps lead that uh, conversation in terms of, you know, um, you know my, my personal one is 
Uh, I think that the failure rate for businesses is really high statistically. I think that that's a proven fact. And I would love the opportunity to have somehow personally affected that. Um, If the failure rate for businesses is 80% today, I'd like to think that by the time, uh, by the time my time on earth is gone, that I would have somehow contributed meaningfully to reducing that failure rate because of how important I think entrepreneurs are to the economy and the world at large. So Then you say to yourself, okay, well, how do I grow? But now there's some context. There's a vision. There's a mission statement. Maybe yours isn't as high-fluting as mine is, or maybe it's not as idealistic as mine is. But if you can come up with a non-financial reason why you want to grow your business, then you build a plan around that. Because your growth plans, if you don't have a destination, or if you don't have a vision, or if you don't have a mission statement, growth is very, very frustrating and very, very hard because you don't know where you're going and you don't know when you get there. But if you've put some markers down, if you put a goal line down and you know where you're trying to get to, that typically becomes the best time to decide, hey, let's grow our business because I'm now ready to take the next step. Then you just have to decide, am I the right person to do it? Or do I need to find better people to help me do it? And so growth for growth's sake isn't a good idea. Very risky to do that. You'd have to have a plan. Um, But if you're growing because there is some non-financial reason that is causing you to do that, then that, of course, is going to make it much, much easier as you begin to go down the trail of growing your business. So there's no perfect time. There certainly isn't anything magical about deciding to grow your business. Uh, Very recently, I had a conversation with an entrepreneur that was trying to figure exactly this out. They grew their business over two different cities because they had thought that that was going to be a good idea and then got to the point and went, wait a minute, so I've done it. I've incurred the cost, but I'm not making the money. Now, what do I do? Do I shrink or do I force this to work? And so over the past couple months, we've been working to uh, make sure that the investment that she's made is going to pay a dividend. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's taken some some strategizing and kind of revisiting her business fundamentally, but she came up with uh, reasons that were larger than finance to grow her business. And a lot of it had to do with lifestyle. A lot of it had to do with the um, ability to give other people opportunity that were currently on her uh, her team that had helped uh, that had been a major contributor to where she had gotten and so that motivated her to say no these in- this investment I make I'd like to see it through I don't want to crash and burn and I don't want to shrink how do I do this and so again no perfect time no perfect reason um, but if you're asking the question, then that's a great opportunity for you to sort of sit in it a little bit and try to figure out what am I really doing here and why do I want to grow and is this the right time? Am I the right person? And you begin to go down that road. So that's all I have for you today. Appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you found some value in what you've heard today and it's either encouraged you or maybe it's put a stone in your shoe and it'll give you something to think about until next week's episode. And as a reminder, if you'd like to jump on the newsletter list for um, uh, kind of like a subscribers only, that kind of sounds cheesy, but it's going to be for the folks that I'm actually working with, that I have a relationship with, um, that we are dialoguing on a regular basis with because I seem to get the same questions coming up from these folks. And so I think there's a way to just do a better job of, of responding to those questions and opinions that I'm being asked. And I'm going to do that in a monthly newsletter format, video included. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, send me a note, connect with me somehow, and let's make sure we get you on that list. Otherwise, I hope you tune in to next week's episode.